This show uses potty words like fucking shit and ass and stuff, so children should not be listening. If you let your kids listen you are a bad parent. Oh man! In case we get killed, I wanted to tell you, you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on me. What's an all-American girl like you doing with a geek like this? I've fallen, and I can't get up! Welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. Spread out! And here's your host, Joey Valentine. Hey guys, happy Monday to you, and welcome to Bad Guy Loves Cake. It is March 7th, 2022. I hope everybody's feeling good. I know I have had a great weekend, very long weekend, but a good one. The weather was nice, and uh, I don't know if you were paying attention, but did you hear the I Fallen and I Can't Get Up? I added to my intro there. Do you guys remember that commercial uh, <laughs> for you Gen Xers? In the 1980s, there was this uh, commercial that... Uh, was for Life Alert. I think that's what it was called. Hold on, let me see. I'm sorry, Life Call is what it's called. Sorry, I can stop the show and do things. So it's like magic. But yeah, it's Life Call. I actually looked up the commercial and uh, got it off of YouTube. Here, let me play it for you real quick. Recently, when I became deathly ill, I was able to summon an ambulance, my next door neighbor, my family, and my doctor without picking up a telephone. I used this remote control to contact LifeCall, my 24-hour emergency medical response service. Watch. You just press this button and speak into the air and... I'm having chest pain. I'm calling paramedics and your family, Mr. Miller. I've fallen and I can't get up. We're sending help immediately, Mrs. Fletcher. See? Protect yourself with LifeCall and you're never alone. To get complete free information by mail about this affordable medical emergency response system, call toll-free now. Life Call can save your life, so call to get free details by mail right away. For free information about Life Call, call 1-800-872-9100. That's 1-800-872-9100. So this commercial in the 80s, when I was a kid, was on all the time, like all the time, and that lady saying I've fallen and I can't get up was the most hilarious thing at the time to everyone. It was just constantly being said. It was like the I'm Rick James bitch of the 80s. I don't know what made me think of it. I guess because I was thinking about how like my mother's getting old and maybe I should get her one. But could you imagine in the 80s if you worked for Life Call, okay, and this commercial would come out, like, how could you take it seriously if someone actually did say that? Like, they do the little clicker, you know, they've got their little necklace on with their little box for them to click. They're sitting there, they're, they're taking emergency calls. It's, I've fallen, and I can't get up! <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, real fucking funny, I know, I've seen the commercial too. <laughs> I'm having chest pains! Are you really having chest pains, or do you just watch the commercial? I, I I just watched the commercial. I thought it'd be funny, you know, to say I, I mean, just pains. You got me. I've fallen 
I can't get up. Seriously, I'm sorry about the last time. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the funniest shit. Okay, I'm going to pause the show. In my time, it's going to be as long as I want it to be. For you, it's just going to be a second. I'm going to pause the show, make a quick little techno track, and make a song out of that, that uh, little commercial. Okay, all right, here we go. Let me see what you guys think. I'm calling paramedics. I'm calling paramedics. I'm calling paramedics. I'm calling paramedics. I'm calling. And I can't get up. I'm calling paramedics. I'm calling paramedics. I'm calling paramedics. I'm calling paramedics. Can't get up. Can't get up. Can't get up. I'm having chest pain. I'm calling paramedics. I'm on <laughs> I had so much fun with my little mini. So easy to make music. I mean, once you get the hang of it, what a what a great that was money well spent. So check this shit out, all right? I don't know who got to listen to it and who didn't, but the last show that I put up, which was a show I put a lot of work into, my RX for Sex special, the show where I dissected an adult film, I'm trying to be very choosy about my words here, was taken down by YouTube because it violated community standards. Now, admittedly, it was a very explicit show. And if anything was ever going to get taken down from YouTube, I get it. I, I understand why. I'm not going to ask them to uh, give me any kind of review and let me plead my case. I get it. You can't say a lot of the things that I did and expect it to go floating around. You can't say a lot of the things that I said or a lot of the things I talked about. Or a lot of the things that I played actually from the adult film on the show. And here's, here's another funny thing, okay? So, like, I have an advertiser, right, that sponsors my show, that advertises me on Google. And I had a show a couple of episodes ago, I think I was telling you guys, that didn't pass the review to be advertised on Google. And it was one of the cleanest shows I've ever had. And then... 
That says the what about the adult film does pass the review and gets put up in Google advertising, which was obviously a mistake on their part because somebody must have clicked on it and reported me because after I had like, I don't know, a couple of hundred views, I got an email that it was being taken down. Okay, cool. I admit that it was very explicit. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I was just trying to be funny. I thought it was funny. But the good news is, is that the wonderful people at Spotify did not take it down because they do not believe in censoring people. I guess if you can stand behind Joe Rogan, you can stand behind Joe Valentine, right? <laughs> the porn show stays. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to the RX for Sex special episode that I put up on March 4th, uh, go over to Spotify and listen to it. It's I think it's just, I think it's like the best show I've ever done. And I've really had to do a lot of editing. So just do me a favor and listen to it. I'm so afraid to swear right now. <laughs> I don't want it. I can't believe, and I don't know what to do. It's like making this show and trying to pass Google reviews is like dating a bipolar woman. Like, I never know what the fuck's going to happen or how they're going to react to what I do. What else? What else? Oh, yeah, so check this shit out. Uh, I got... I went to the grocery store after working at the skating rink this weekend, and at the grocery store, they got these, you know, like the huge handicap spots up at the front, and all around them are like these islands of yellow stripes where cars don't park, and I used to park my bike up on the sidewalk near the bicycle rack, up near the bicycle rack, and then HEV told me to stop doing that, and I said, okay, where do you want me to park, and they specifically told me, you park in those yellow lines, so I do. I park up against a pole. There's absolutely no way traffic can get anywhere near me or has any reason to, just like HEV asked me to. And then fucking last night, I'm leaving the store, and this guy, he's parked in the spot closest to my bike, and he leans out his window, and he starts bitching at me about parking there. He says, you know why they got those yellow lights there? I said, look, bro, I'm, I'm parking where HEV told me to park. Okay, I, I said, I used to park on the sidewalk. They told me to park over here. He goes, well, those yellow lights mean that you're not supposed to park there. I said, what do you want me to do, man? Take up a whole parking space? Says, you can put 12 of these fucking scooters in, a, in a, one of these parking spaces. I said, I'm just doing what the... I said, don't you have anything better to do on 11 o'clock on a fucking Saturday than, than, than poke your head out and tell me not to park here? You're that bored, 70-year-old handicapped man. Waiting on his wife to pick up Metamucil in the store. I, I'm getting picked on by fucking handicapped voice clowns. Now handicapped people. The next logical step is children. I don't go anywhere looking for trouble. I work from home. I work at the skating rink. And I go to HEV. That's all within three mile radius. I don't go to bars. I don't go looking for shit. I don't go fucking anywhere. And somehow. <laughs> somehow. People need to mind their fucking business, you know? Like, seriously, why do some people in this world feel like so, like, like it's so necessary for them to get involved in other people's business? Like, fuck off, man. Seriously. I remember, <laughs> I totally forgot about this. My ex-wife and I were at Best Buy one time. 
and my son, who, by the way, is 17 today, and I know he's not going to be listening, and I don't want him to be, but it's awesome, you know, he's freaking 17. So uh, when he was like, eh, I guess two-ish, we were at Best Buy, and he was acting up, and he was normally a really good kid. I mean, he was hyper, but all kids are, but he, he was really acting up. And normally he would, he was one of those kids that you were just like blessed with where you, he never, you know, you didn't have to discipline him because he was, well, he was raised right. But for some reason, he was just really acting up this day. And we were looking at, we were looking at DVDs at the Best Buy and he's clawing at my ex-wife's leg, you know, and he's really acting up, you know, he just tugging at her pants, and he's whining. I'd never seen him act like that before, and I never saw him act like that again. And she just looks down at him, and she scolds him. She says, stop it. I need you to stop that now. Oh, and <laughs> and I should mention that she's holding a, a DVD copy of Sid and Nancy, you know, the punk rock story of the bassist of the Sex Pistols and Nancy Spungen, his crazy girlfriend, for those of you who don't know. You'll see the irony in that in a second. But she looks down and scolds him. And this woman from, like, all the way down the aisle, okay, who has no fucking reason to get involved in this whatsoever, okay, looks at her, looks at my ex-wife, and she says, some people just shouldn't be parents. And I was like, ah, Jesus, because you guys don't know this. And she didn't know this, but I knew that my ex-wife is fucking crazy. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, man. And yeah, my ex-wife walked over to this lady, what the fuck did you just say? And then backhands her with that DVD. See, that's what's funny. It's a DVD about a punk rocker, and then she went and backhanded someone in public with it. That's fucking funny. So yeah, she backhanded her with the DVD and then like hawked one on her and it was like very punk rock. I do not approve of that behavior, especially the spitting, but nonetheless it happened and I had to deal with it. Police got involved, there were tickets written, strangely enough, to both women for, uh, I don't know, what is it, like public disturbance, some shit like that, I don't know. So, yeah, people should just really mind their business, like, fucking seriously. I couldn't imagine ever saying, like, I, you know, like, I don't, when I go out in public, like, unless someone's being, like, physically assaulted, or a parent really is getting out of control with their child, I'm not going to get involved. That is not my place. Like, it really has to go to an extreme. Like, if I saw a man hit a woman, yeah, I'm going to go over and I'm going to take care of that. And if I saw a parent, like, really berating their child with, like, some serious, like, like some seriously inappropriate shit, you know, like, things you do not say to a child, I'd be like, hey, take it down a fucking notch, man. You know, like, before I call social services. But if somebody's just disciplining their kid, even if they smack them on the ass, if that kid's acting up, yeah, good. I got popped all the time when I was a kid. I didn't grow up to be some kind of psychopath. If anything, getting spanked as a kid made me learn to be more clever. But, you know, I'm not, I could just, like, voice my opinion about people's business just because I can. You know, like, who does that? Like, you might as well just, 
like, what, if you're going to tell me where I should and shouldn't park, like, why not just go ahead and just, like, throw some fashion tips in there, or, or just tell me you don't like my haircut, you know, like, who the, who the fuck are you to talk about anything I do? I'm not going to walk down a grocery store and be like, like, as I'm passing some woman, be like, uh, bitch, those shoes don't work. <laughs> right? You know, we get, this is like the people who, like, when someone parks just a little bit over the line in a parking space. Yeah, okay, you, you didn't, you didn't need to do that, and you could have straightened up your car. But then you got some fucking guy taking a picture of it, and, like, posting it on the internet with a long, long story about... How this guy's retarded and must be some sort of fucking idiot. And then when he comes out of the store, you're like, nice parking jag. Like, have you really got nothing better to do with your life? Like, is that, does that affect anything, anywhere, anyhow? I mean, sure, if somebody's parked, like, literally double parked. But if someone's, like, just kind of over the line. Like, <laughs> imagine, like, someone, I had, you imagine somebody, like, waiting out at your car. If somebody goes all this trouble to, like, print a note, like, here's your bad parking reward. Like, what, you just saving those up in your car, right? You see these guys, these people who have these printed notes that are like, this is your bad parking reward or some shit like that. Or you're a fucking moron and your parking sucks and then they put it on their windshield wiper. Then you got some psychopath that's got a fucking pad of them in the door panel. And he's just driving around town, like, looking for someone who's parked a little bit over the line. Like, oh, there's one. Finally, I can use one of these. Then he gets as, like, close as he can to the car. Makes a point to get out of the sunroof to be dramatic. Slowly trots over to the car, announcing what he's doing to anyone who's within earshot. Oh, well, I guess some people don't know how to park. I'll show him. Who are these people? This is why Facebook has ruined humanity. There was a time when in public was the only time you could get in somebody's business. You're, you know what I'm saying? Like there was a time when you had home life and you had outside home life. Now you have home life, outside home life, and internet life. And internet life is... An invitation to 24 hours inside your house. And now we know everything about everyone. And there was a time when not knowing those things was really much, much better for humanity. Like, really, we can get through a whole day. There was a time, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who weren't alive when there was no such thing as the internet, there was a time when you... When you weren't able to post pictures of your fucking dinner or whatever the fuck you're doing in your house. And guess what? The rest of the world kept on moving. In fact, it even gave you something to talk about. You go to work, you see your, your co workers, or you see your friends after work. Oh man, Sarah made this fantastic steak last night. That was just unbelievable. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, I wish you could have been there, man. You would have just loved it. You didn't You didn't go have a beer with your friends after work and be like, Oh, guys, I just got back from the... Uh, <laughs> I just got back from the Photoshop, man, and had these pictures developed of my dinner last week. 
We're going to show them to you. You're at the bar. You're spreading pictures out on it. Yeah, the, here's the steak. Here's the drink I had. Oh, here's a picture of me and my kids. And people be like, what are you, fucking nuts? Be like, yeah, well, in 20 years, you motherfuckers are all going to be doing it on something called Facebook. I am, you know, I'm I'm nostalgic, and not just because I grew up in the 80s, but I'm nostalgic about about things because I think that they had so much more meaning when they had so much more work put into them, like photo albums. Photo albums were so fucking cool, man, and they still are. You know, at the skating rink, there's a photo album of pictures from the 70s and the 80s, back before the person who owns it now owned it. And you open it, and it's like opening a whole new world. Seeing the way people dressed, and it, and the fads that were happening at the time. It's so cool. It's so very cool. I mean, could you imagine if you found a photo album from, like, 1900? Like, a big, fat fucking photo album. Hundreds of pictures, and you could look at them, and every one of them has a story. And back when you had to have pictures developed, you had to really... <laughs> that was a, a big crapshoot when you were taking pictures before digital cameras. Because when you took pictures on film, you had to just hope it was going to be the right picture. You had to hope. You couldn't let go. Like, take the picture. Oh, I don't like that. Delete. Okay, take it again. And then, you know, you didn't get 20 fucking tries. I mean, if you could, but think it could have been 20 bad pictures. You won't know until you get them developed. And it always happened. Like, you'd have, like, people, you know what I'm talking about. Like at a birthday party or any kind of group get together, you go, okay, everyone, I'm going to take a picture. And then you get like 20 people all arm in arm to take a picture. And like two of them have got their eyes closed. One of them's got red eyes. Somebody's making a face that is so distorted. You can't even tell which friend of yours that is. They're like, Jesus Christ, they look possessed. But that was so fun. That was, that made for so much fun, I think. I would still love to be able to get film uh, pictures developed if I could. But, you know, it's there's no money to be made in it now, I'm sure. But that, it was exciting, you know, because you'd go and you'd have disposable cameras. These things were like a dollar, two dollars, these disposable cameras. And, you know, you, they were waterproof. You just go out, you know, click, zit, zit, click, zit, 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 click. And you'd have all these disposable cameras or rolls of film, drop them off at the photo lab, and come back, and it was so exciting to pull out the 24 pictures, you know, go through them, and be like, oh, cool, like, oh, that one sucks, man, oh, I thought I got a good picture, oh, look at Joey's face, <laughs> that was fun, that was fun, I'm going to miss that so much, there is no nostalgia in digital pictures, well, I really got lost talking about that one, <laughs> Well, I won't keep you guys all day. I think I was able to keep myself pretty disciplined this episode. So, I want to really seriously give a heartfelt thanks to all my Spotify listeners. Like, I wasn't sure how I would do without YouTube. And after I posted that episode that got taken down, I checked my Spotify. Uh, and my Spotify stats showed that I was getting a bunch of listeners, like, immediately after posting the show. And I got a pretty pretty fair amount of people that did get exposed to it, to my filthy, dirty mouth, <laughs> to my potty mouth. 
So to my Spotify listeners, to my Anchor listeners, I thank you so much for tuning in every week and keeping my stats up. I would really like to hear from you guys. Anything you want to send me, I would really love it if people would send me ideas for future episodes. Uh, The next one that I've got coming up on Wednesday is going to be an unbelievably awesome one. It's going to be just like the one I did with the adult film, except it will not be an adult film. It will be what I consider to be the best, worst movie of all time. And no, you're not going to know what it is. It's not an Ed Wood movie. It's not Manos Hands of Fate. It has been riffed by Mystery Science Theater 3000. But anyway, I'm going to... I managed to, This movie is literally out of print. You cannot find it fucking anywhere. You can't get it on DVD. You can buy bootlegs of it, and you can buy original copies of VHS tapes. If you don't know what a VHS tape is, kiss my black ass. But anyway, I'm going to dissect this movie for your entertainment, and I think it's going to be an especially funny one, because this movie is so epically bad, yet really had the potential, shot well, directed well, acted well. I don't know what about it was, uh, you'll see, you'll see. Tune in Wednesday for my dissection of Canada's finest movie, The Final Sacrifice. Fat guy loves cake at yahoo.com. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, bright and oily for your drive to work. I'll see you guys Wednesday. Just pain. Just pain. Just pain. Just pain.